Startup is my new documentary film about a group of entrepreneurs and their teams working on artificial intelligence, drones, 3D printing, clean tech and biotech in Switzerland. I made this podcast to introduce the founders of the startups in the film. So these interviews took place behind the scenes and they won't be in the documentary. In this episode, I'm speaking with Manuel Schaffner, co-founder of Spectroplast. So my name is Manuel Schaffner. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Spectroplast. And what we do is uh, silicon 3D printing. So we developed a technology basically that allows us to render any silicones light sensitive. And with this, we can actually print pure silicone that's mainly used for industrial application. And now we're only also slowly moving into medical and healthcare application. Yeah, so on the industrial side, we do a lot of uh, sealants gaskets. Um, silicones are often used for yeah, sealants in, in, in this industry, automotive parts, but even watches contain these sealants. Um, so these are mostly tiny, tiny parts that you don't see in a product because they're hidden as sealant. Um, but then on the technical, on the, on the medical and healthcare side, we do a lot of um, prosthetics. Uh, we call these life-enhancing products. So these are any kind of products that need to be customized and tailored basically to the needs of a, of a patient. This can be, uh, you know, prosthetics, liners, uh, stuff like this. But then we also do a lot of um, um, audiology products. These are basically hearing aids, uh, hearing protection, customized headphone sleeves, uh, basically anything that's also tailored to fit your ear perfectly. And we're also slowly moving into what we call life-saving products. And these are products that are uh, hopefully will be used inside the body as medical implants, as customized implants, yes. How did you make the jump into founding your own startup? That's a good question. I think it was um, based on the personal need. When I started my PhD here at ETH Zurich, uh, I was actually desperately looking for a 3D printer that can print silicones because uh, we wanted to do some um, research uh, with uh, customized silicone parts. Um, and I was surprised that there was nothing on the market. And um, since my background is in chemistry, I figured this would be a nice project to spend the next you know, several years of my PhD. And this is basically what we then did. And uh, first it was just thought of actually, you know, just developing a technology for in-house use for, um, as a well, basis for our research. But then at some point we got a lot of traction from the industry. So we had companies calling us up. This, the phone didn't stop ringing anymore. And all of a sudden we realized also when we compared our technology to what's really out there or what was out there two or three years ago on the market, we realized we had something probably a bit more um, powerful or, or with a bigger potential than you know, we expected initially. And that's when we decided to uh, incorporate the company um, get first customers in. Yeah, that's how it how it went. How was your experience with switching from science to entrepreneurship? Um, I would say it was it was not really a, a big transition because um, I'm even though I'm a scientist by training, I'm more an entrepreneur by heart, and uh, therefore also my entire research was always. Um, based on, on application-driven problems, I would say. 
And for me, it was always important to maybe have a transfer of, of this research to, you know, give also something back to, to, to society, basically. So it was not a big, big step uh, in, in on, on um, well, basically on the attitude side. But then on the flip side, um, all of a sudden it became serious when you have first customers, you know, asking for the parts uh, and things like this. So there was definitely um, a bit of transition and adaptation period when we first got in contact with customers and uh, things became a bit more serious at this stage. How well did your studies um, at university prepare you to found your startup? I would say um, the studies, my background, also the, 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 the training I got here at ETH was of, 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 of big help, that's for sure. Um, it, you know, it, it first of all, it, it allows you, or it allowed me at least, to um, understand the problem, break it down, try to figure out solutions. Um, so it was really this, this um, on one side, critical thinking, but then also problem-solving attitude that we learned or, or mindset. This was really helpful for sure, plus the, you know, the profound... Um, studies basically in, in, in basic chemistry, which was really um, the basis of, of spectroplastin. Yeah. How did you learn how to be an entrepreneur? I would say the initially you're not really aware of what you know uh, what special kills you need or how this just develops initially. Um, which is also a good thing. So you're basically, you know, a bit naive initially, I would say, and then it, it just starts developing. Um, it was for me, it was super interesting. I'm open-minded person, and I'm I'm always uh, eager to learn new things in in this respect. Um, and and so it was for me not really a, a barrier, but more a challenge. And and this is really something I, I personally liked. Um, and, you know, this also gives you a bit more different, different task changes in, in your daily work. And this was something that, that I was actually looking for also. And um, I would say I was, I was aware of this to some extent when we started a company. Um, and, and then you just, you know, start learning by doing. And that's actually the fun part. Um, the best advice I would say we got was um, that we should not underestimate... Um, you know, what, what you basically developed. It's whenever you have something in your hands or on your hands, um, and it, I mean, you, you develop it. For you, it's clear how it works. Um, you are kind of in a, in a bubble at this stage. But then when you bring this technology to the outside world in, in that respect, uh, you often have a, a kind of a mismatch in, 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 in perception of, of the value that, that this actually, you know, this really has. And uh, we had one advisor that really um, helped us in, in, in that regard and supported us and, and, you know, said, just don't undersell yourself in this respect. I think this, this was um, a, a big or an important um, advice we got early on. What was um, a piece of advice that you found didn't work for you? That's a, that's a difficult question. Um, you get a lot of advices from many different people, and I think a lot of, of the advices you get is actually 
is not applicable to yourself. So you start developing, you know, or you start having a filter system basically where you just disregard um, advice that's, I wouldn't call it a bad advice, it just doesn't, it's not applicable to you at this case or in this scenario. One thing that, that we always learned early on in all these uh, startup training, startup trainings is, is, is the, the pitch. And I, I fully agree that, you know, the, the few minutes that you have to really bring across the point of your startup is, is, is really critical and, and crucial to get investments in, but it should not be, there should be a bit more to the, to the you know, meat to the bone than, 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 than just a nice story. So sometimes just focusing on this three minute pitch or might portray a wrong image. And, and that's what I now retrospective would say is, um, was probably an advice I didn't take too seriously, just to f only focus on the pitch. For us, it was super important to always have, um, uh, you know, a working core technology as a basis, because that's at the end really, uh, it's gonna make basically the, 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 the flip, you know, if, if you're successful or not, not the nice story behind. Or at least, I mean, it's it, it's a nice mix of it, but it should not only be um, story story based. How do you think the expectation of being an entrepreneur differs from reality? Um, probably in the sense that um, entrepreneurship is is something that a lot of people uh, strive are striving for because they think it's. Um, you know, it's fun because you're your own, your own boss and, you know, you, you can basically do whatever you want to do, which is a definitely, these are definitely benefits, um, but, but that's just really one-sided if you only look at this. Um, so also the entrepreneurship itself, the way people st tell the story about this is, is, is a bit biased towards just the benefits of it. Um, there's definitely also um, downsides to it you know, the constant grind, uh, the, 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 basically that, that all problems basically are getting distilled and uh, at, at, at the end end up on your desk. So it's, it's also important to, to basically, uh, you know, portray the image that it's not just a fun um, kind of nice lifestyle to to be an entrepreneur but then there's also definitely a lot of work involved and um yeah just a constant grind and that's probably this th this other side is probably not so clear to many people i would say what advice do you have for someone who is just getting started with his or her own startup um definitely start even earlier with customer contacts, uh, really bringing out um, or at least trying to understand what the market really needs. That, that, that's critical because uh, a lot of people invest a lot of time and resources in developing you know, something that they personally like and they're personally involved. And, and uh, this in, 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 in some incidences might not be the same as the market is basically expecting. Um, and I would just say the earlier you get out there, the earlier you learn, the earlier you fail, and the earlier you can adapt, the quicker you are. And, and, and speed is, is, is critical. 
what I'm all, all, also always saying is, is there is no, you know, recipe. You cannot say you have to follow ABC, uh, that, that, that it works, or even the incorporation itself, or, or, or finding the team. It, there's, there's not a protocol that you can just simply follow. Um, so it, it has to be a personal drive, um, and, and you also have to be willing to, you know, solve your own problems. And a simple problem might just be finding the first customer, finding, you know, your co-founder. And if you're at this early stage and not really, um, you know, willing to go out there, talk to people, either on the team side or on the customer side, then it becomes difficult. So um, I would say that that's really the key message that I also try to bring out there is, 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 is you have to be involved. It has to be something that you want to push. Um, and and uh, therefore, yeah, that's basically, that's basically the key start is really figure out where you are with your technology, figure out who is interested to join you to do this journey together, but who's also willing to actually at the end, you know, put money on your table on the table for your product or your service that you develop. And that's that's critical to to make this first jump in the um, in the unknown basically early on. What's your experience with founding your startup here in Switzerland? There is uh, definitely many advantages. I mean, we get a lot of support from from the government. We get support from from ETH. Uh, we there is a, a nice network of investors around. That's for sure. Um, you know, people also when you just talk to friends, they understand what entrepreneurship is to an extent. So, so that there's also you know less. Um, any kind of barriers that that's not really given. So Switzerland is, is definitely um, a fastly developing and, and growing ecosystem uh, in Europe regarding entrepreneurship. In general, I would say we are a bit less or, or a bit more risk averse. Um, and interactions are maybe a bit less between startups, but this is also, you know, this, this is on a, on a personal basis. I mean, nobody hinders you from talking to other people that's not the case but that the exchange or or or, or interactions is um from from my experience in in for example in, in the states in boston was a bit more in that regard just open discussions and you know just general ex exchange over experiences and, and things like this that's something that we could probably improve a bit but then um the other thing is that that's also something we mentioned early on uh, with the storytelling, yeah? So uh, in, in, in Europe, maybe even in Switzerland a bit more, we are less braggy about our technology, our, 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 our startups. And this, this, this can also be healthy in a way that you don't, you know, have too high expectations. Uh, on the flip side, this can also limit your growth. But I would say at the end, it's really also a personal decision how you want to do this. You can also have, you know, a great storytelling and, 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 and uh, here. So it's, it's just a different mindset, I would say. What are dreams that you have for your startup and for you personally as an entrepreneur? 
So let's let's start with the startup. The dream I have for Spectre Plus is really to see the technology out there, used, and you know, bringing really value and 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 value to to society. And this can be direct through you know just having the technology somewhere hidden in a in a, in a factory and it just produces parts, or uh, directly through Spectral Plus that we produce parts that are really improving the lives of people at the end uh, as we want to move the technology into the medical sector. That's really the big dream, dream I have for Spectroplast. But then as an entrepreneur, what's, what's even more important to me is, is also to have, you know, to build up a, a team with a culture that is really eager to, well, that is just, you know, happy to be part of this story. And, and this is something that I look for when, I, when we hire new people. And that's also something that I personally have on, on, on a rather high level. So this, this, you know, urge in the morning to get out of bed, actually, you know, be happy in what you do 12 hours a day. That's, that's something that, that is, is really fulfilling. And that's something I wish also to build up, you know, in a team. Startup and this podcast is produced by 8th Grade Story-Driven Science and by me, Manuel Staggers. Startup is supported by the Gebert Riff Stiftung as part of the Scientainment program. Additional support from the Ernst Göner Stiftung, Kulturwetzikon, and the Canton of Valais. Visit the film website www.startup-documentary.com for more interviews like this one and for more information about the film, trailers, and showtimes. <laughs> <laughs>